Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. We are back with another weekly installment of behind-the-scenes family goodness of the Ravenscraft household. Although today we have a special... Oh, by the way, hello, Stephanie. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay today. She is fighting a migraine, unfortunately, so uh, thank you for deciding that you still wanted to do the show. Although we could have skipped this week if you needed to. I know, but I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to be okay. I mean, I can't cover up, you know, that I can't open my eyes all the way and I can't cover up the, the raspiness of my voice, And but I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I think you will be as well. So today, uh, we are going to be talking about five commitments that Stephanie and I have made over the years that have set a firm foundation for a great marriage, if we do say so ourselves, so humbly. Oh. <laughs> We're going to get to that in just a moment. That's going to be the that's the feature presentation, if you will, and, and the focus of this week's episode. But before we do, we wanted to start off and share with you just a little bit about behind the scenes, what's been going on in our lives since last week. So, Stephanie, you want to kick us off? Well, it's weird to talk about, you know, with, I haven't seen my kids in three days. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Um, on Monday... Monday morning, when they left, like we did see them Monday morning before school, and when they left for school, we left for uh, Franklin, Tennessee, and um, and so we didn't see them all day Monday. We were gone all day Tuesday. We got home at like 2 a.m., is that right? Yeah. Is today Tuesday? No, today's Wednesday. We got in at 2 a.m. this morning. Okay. Okay. Yes. yes. We left Franklin on Tuesday night, and we got home on Wednesday morning. <laughs> Okay, now I, I'm following. Yes. Okay. okay. And then, um, you know, got them up and got them to school this morning, and then they've been gone all day. So it's a, I haven't seen my kids in three days. It's weird. I haven't seen our children for more than five minutes uh, in like five days. I know. Because prior to us going down to Franklin for an event, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, prior to that, I was in Columbus for uh, the weekend for another conference that I personally attended. So we've we've been on well together. I I've been on the road for five days. You've been yeah. on the road for three days. So uh, w- I'm not going to go into my conference and stuff like that. That I can talk about that in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. But why did we go to Franklin, Tennessee? Um, to attend a one day, um, score conference. And what is a score conference? That's a very good question. In um, your in your Knowing what you've heard me talk about it in the right. past, I, I'd love, and, and what you've experienced, how would you describe what the SCORE conference is? I would say that the SCORE, it, it's a conference for, um, see, now that's the thing, I would originally call it a conference for public speakers, but I really think it's a conference for anybody. It's a conference if for... If you want to learn to communicate in an effective um, manner that conference would be for you. Yes. Um, it, it was it was an incredible day um, talking about, you know, being, um, knowing who your audience is and knowing what you want them to know. You know so many times um, you can go to a conference or to a sermon or, you know, any kind of, of 
talk. Talk and leave not knowing what the speaker was wanting you to know. And um, and There's, this was about how to how to work around that I, and how that they can leave knowing exactly what you intended them to know when they get up out of their seat. The the very first time I attended a score conference, I, they gave a statistic. I don't know what it is, but it's it's like unbelievable the number. But there's of a, people that leave a conference not knowing what they talked about. Well, yeah, that statistic was given. Is that in the book? It is. Excellent. There, it, did, I want to know if they gave the other statistic, which is the number of speakers when asked after they've delivered their talk, what was the main purpose of their talk? They yes. weren't able to give. So, so seventy-five um, percent of people leaving a presentation have no idea what was communicated, and fifty percent. That's it. Of speakers cannot articulate in a simple sentence the purpose or objective of their presentation so stephanie real quickly what is the purpose and objective of this week's podcast episode the purpose and of the this the overall theme of this episode given that our feature presentation later in just a moment well, I still wouldn't know because it's two different things to me. Okay, tell me what are the two different like, things? Right now, we're, we're the purpose is we're we're doing a behind the scenes inside the lives. We're talking about not seeing our kids for three or five days. We're talking about going to this 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 is a behind the scenes part of the show where then later we will transition into the five commitments. Right. That lay a foundation. And, but what we're doing right now. Foundation. And so this is the introduction. To me, it would be two different things, but you're calling this an introduction. Yeah, this is the introduction. This is where we're just connecting with people. Um, the purpose is to build rapport, to, to connect with people, let them know what's going on. Uh, but but we are going to transition. But the overall purpose, and, and by the way, we have not always done this with Family from the Heart. But the, the cool thing is, is that uh, potentially moving forward, and this is something we've discussed over for years, whether or not we would do this, but to actually have a purpose for each episode, right? To actually to to decide ahead of time once somebody finishes this episode, what do we want them to walk away with? Is there one thing uh, they could get a lot of things out of it, but is there one thing that we want them to walk away with? And I think I would almost disagree with you on that we haven't always done that with Family from the Heart. Okay. Because I think that sometimes the point is just to let people know there's somebody else out there who doesn't have it all together. Right. Yes. You yes. Know, um, you're, you're not alone. That is the overall purpose of the podcast. All 404 episodes have been designed for that and all future episodes will be designed for that. It, this is not a this is not a podcast intended to tell people how to get your act together because we're going to show you the way because we've figured out the secrets. <laughs> I don't have my act together. <laughs> exactly. So but but the so that you're right. We we've, we've always been intentional with the overall purpose of this. But I I love the idea of being intentional with with a something that we we feel that people can definitely remember and take away of of great value intentionally. I think we've always come behind a microphone sometimes with a list of bullet point items that we wanted to share knowing some of those things are very important to us and that people will find value in them. But there's a there's a lot of different things that people could pull from any given episode that we've done. And I think that will still be the case even with these openings, this, you know, still sharing the behind the scenes. 
But there's one, I believe there's one thing that we can count on every single person walking away from. And that's what we intentionally set as our feature discussion. Gotcha. Does that make sense? I think anyway, so. score conference is 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 a framework for yes. building dynamic communication through your presentations if you're a speaker, through your podcast episodes potentially if you want to do that mm-hmm. that way, through your email newsletter. You can actually score, you can use the score framework for communicating via email, a message. It's it's if your presentation, sales message, whatever. And as a parent, here are here are five consequences if you show up late to for your curfew. Right. You know that that is a persuasive talk. It is. Uh, but anyway, the score conference it's amazing. I've been to the full three day conference, or is it four day? I think it might be four. I've been to the. Uh, you're right. I think it is four. I've been to the four day conference twice already. Uh, very intensive. This was a one day event where it just gives you the framework, but it doesn't give you the small group coaching and and the the interaction with the other people and the, and having your own personal coach that helps you improve your public speaking like leaps and bounds. Uh, this, but here's the deal: this is your first experience in a one day event. You came away from it, and you actually have a talk outlined. I do. What is your talk? Do you mind sharing? Um, I guess not. Um, so my, my talk is, um, you can just share the, the long pregnant sen- sentence if you want every, okay. I'm going to have to look at it. I'm sorry. I really, I'm not going to apologize through this whole, no, through this you whole don't... show because I've already said this is where I'm at, but, um, I, I have to find it. It's every, an, every spouse of an entrepreneur, oh, you know what? I wrote it on the front page, every spouse of an entrepreneur. Every spouse of an entrepreneur can contribute to a thriving marriage and a successful business by adopting these five attitudes. Awesome. And I'm not sharing the attitudes. Yeah. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll have to tune in to a future episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show if you want to get that, which is going to be a preview of Stephanie's official first big speaking gig in front of hundred your first speaking actually no it's not your first speaking it's gig. not my first you've actually spoke at PodCamp before I did was that I your did. first one um doing a presentation it was okay yes but it might have been in Nashville it was in Nashville it was in Nashville well wow, there's something and it, yeah it was actually in Nashville downtown Nashville. yeah it was in, yeah so but anyway Stephanie is going to be speaking at the Free the Dream Conference. I am. September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Franklin, Tennessee at the factory in Liberty Hall. It is our conference, our event for people who are pursuing online business but uh, are struggling with the limiting beliefs that they're worthy of it and all this other stuff. We can talk about that another time. But anyway, Stephanie is going to be talking. She is going to share, uh, what is it, how every spouse of an entrepreneur can contribute to a thriving, thriving marriage. marriage and a and successful, successful business, business by ato- adopting five specific attitudes. Yep. I love that. I did too. And she developed that talk through a one day score intensive. I did. It was awesome. So it was uh, incredible because it's not, it's not, it's so far out of my comfort zone. Yep. And, um, and so it was pretty incredible yeah. that I came away with that yesterday. 
And we decided that uh, I'm going back to a full three-day SCORE conference or four-day SCORE conference for my third time. Mm-hmm. And? And I'm going for my first time. Yep. So and so, both of us want to be as prepared as we can to to continually, consistently be coached on how we can improve our communication from the stage and and in our content overall. And so, we're actually going to go back to a full four day event uh, score in February, which uh, we might have a special offer coming up, exclusive just to those in our community. Within the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to this podcast. Stay subscribed here or the Cliff Ravenscraft show. It'll probably be announced in both of those. Okay. Absolutely. So anyway, we, we went to, so we drove down to Franklin and we, during our trip, uh, we got down there a little bit. Or actually, we had lunch with, with, Matt with Matt and Lauren, who are our event coordinators. They are the people who are taking care of every minute detail related to uh, the production of our event. And so yes. we had a face-to-face lunch meeting with them. It was a very good time. After that, we had a few hours before our check-in, and we decided to what? We decided to go see a movie. And um, so we pull up the... What app do you use? I Well, I use the Regal Cinema app. Okay. So anyway, so he, he pulls out his app, and we're looking for movies, because I don't know what's out right now. And um, other than scary movies, because it's almost Halloween, which I refuse to see. But... um. So we we watched a trailer for this movie with um, Jackie Chan, and it was called The Foreigner. Well, Jackie Chan and... Hold on. And we're watching the trailer, and we're like, is that Pierce Brosnan? And then, so we pull it in, and it is. And so um, it's The Foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan, and it was an excellent find. It really, like, I had never heard of this movie before. Never seen a trailer for. We just decided to go to the movie, so we were looking for a movie to go see, and it was an excellent find. It was an amazing movie. Highly, in, I highly encourage people to go check out yeah. and see The Foreigner. And excellent. I got to tell you, I've seen Piers Brosnan in a lot of stuff. My he he was in Mamma Mia, right? He was yes. That's that's my favorite <laughs> Piers Brosnan that's role. What he wants to be known for. I'm sorry. Can he not be? For James Bond, does he have he, to be known he, for Mamma Mia? I I get this. His, his his skill and ability in singing is off the charts awesome compared to mine. I totally get that, and I'll give him full credit. But man, does he suck at singing? Yeah. And I love it. I, I but I, I seriously, I it is it is so bad it's good, and I enjoy it. I actually hey, I prefer hey, hey yes. It was still better than Russell Crowe. In oh, Les Miserables. Oh yes. my goodness, that was okay. terrible. Now, Piers, I actually I prefer the uh, the official motion picture soundtrack to Mamma Mia over ABBA. Yes, you do. Even the Piers Brosnan. So I, I I'm I'm halfway joking. Although I do remember laughing out loud the first time he sang any song in that movie. Yeah. Literally laughed out loud. Gut laugh. Funny stuff. Anyway, Piers Brosnan in this movie. If excellent. you did not know it was Piers Brosnan, you may if if you did not see his name in the credits or in the trailer, you would you would still know from his voice. But yes. but if they would have modulated his voice differently, the way he looked, the way he acted, it was it was 
unlike anything I've ever seen him play before. It, it wasn't. It was really good movie. And I don't want to give any more away than that. But go see this movie. It, it was a perfect find, and we would have never even heard of this movie had we just not had a few hours to do something in the afternoon before we checked in at our hotel. Right. Yeah. So that's violence and language, but we yeah. highly recommend it. Oh yeah, it's good so. violence though. It is. <laughs> It's good violence. Is there, I don't think okay. It's good movie violence. It is. So anyway, we so we want to go ahead Not and we, in transition into our our five commitments of of having a foundation, setting the foundation for your great marriage. Stephanie and I were ta- talking. We were just having a great time on the way down. We had wonderful conversation, and we we were actually working on building our playlist. Our audio playlist, songs that we were going to play during breaks and during specific portions of our event. What's wrong? I wonder where I left that. I wrote it all in a notebook. (laughs) Yep. Should still be in my purse. So we, and we were playing the songs like, oh yeah, this is going to be perfect. And it's like, ah, that one I thought maybe, but no, 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 not going to happen. So, but we were just having a great time and we, I don't know what it was, but we were, it's just one of those moments. And I'm like, just looked at you and said, I am so in love with you. What? That's not when we had this conversation. When did we have this conversation? Yesterday at breakfast. <laughs> was it yesterday at breakfast? It was. See, my I have no idea. Every it, this has all been a blur. So please, it's you. All, it's been like it's like those two days. Well, here's the. There was there was even a moment on Monday, um, where I was telling you something that happened a few days ago, but it had happened on Sunday morning. Like, it, it's like the last week. Every day has felt like a week. Right. And so I'm, it, it's funny because it, it is all running together like a blur, but it was yesterday at breakfast. You took me to Meredith's in downtown That's Nashville. That's right. So it was very... Or downtown Franklin. So and, it was kind of... It was almost like... I mean, I know it was breakfast before the event, mm-hmm. but we could have had breakfast at the Hyatt Place because right. they provide a free breakfast, right. right? And, you know, that the old Cliff from years ago <laughs> would have said, hey, you know... We already paid for this one. We, we, we've... You know, this is included with our room. Go, Let's go have the powdered eggs that... You know, yeah. and and the, whatever yeah. else. I don't even. I don't even like. Egg. I have to make my eggs myself. Yeah, it really is the only way I can eat it. But I said, hey, why don't we've got time? Why don't we go to this place called Meredith's, which is a it is an incredible, like just it 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 is a place that you just need to go when you're in Franklin. It's called Meredith's Bread Basket. Yep. Right. I think so. I think that was what it was. But uh, they're they're famous for their breakfast. It's downtown Franklin, really awesome. So we're sitting there, we're just having a great time, and and I all I I have very little recollection of exactly what was said or how it was said. But in my mind today, I'm telling this. You can correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will, and I fully give you permission to do so. So my, we're sitting there. I'm kind of looking into your eyes, and it's just one of those moments, and they happen from time to time where I just I'm like just like you know. I am incredibly in love with you. And I recall you saying, I am in love with you as well. That, that, am I just making this up? You're just making that up. You you you're hearing what you want to hear. <laughs> That's what, that, I'm wondering. <laughs> you know, I wonder if I'm processing this through my own filters here. Yeah, I did respond. <laughs> okay. So, so and, and, and then I said, you know, what is it that, what is it that has allowed us to have such an amazing an amazingly great marriage and you said me 
<laughs> and we laughed for about five minutes. We did. It was it was it was a funny moment. And we were already talking about. We had already been discussing the you know the what we're getting ready to do for this conference, and we had already been thinking about the fact that we might want to start school. You know, to officially start implementing something that we've tried in the past, but never really stuck with it. But this idea of scoring, and and our our episodes right know, right topics. i was telling you about a conversation that i had had with um with lauren on tuesday and so we actually have a whole nother podcast episode that needs to be um that that is an idea that we will score and it will be a future episode is that the one i just yep. mentioned earlier yeah awesome cool. and um and and so then we, we started talking about you know what what actually is it that makes our marriage our great. marriage work that makes it great yeah yeah and so we we started writing down you know as as we started thinking about what are some of the things that that have made it and of course if you go to the score conference you'll know that this is called rationale first of all you in the score method you start with a a pregnant sentence that one sentence in and of itself if you had no time to deliver your talk you you would just simply say i believe that every couple could make uh, could cr- set the foundation for a great marriage by c- making these five commitments. Okay, that would be a, right. that would be the pregnant sentence, right? Right. Now and then, of course, what are your rationale? What what are the in this? What you have to have a keyword, and the keyword they suggest. Ken Davis suggests it should never be things. Here are five things you can do. <laughs> should never be things. things are boring. All right, so you have to have a keyword. What things? Keys, you know, because these keys will unlock potential. These pitfalls that you should avoid. These, and we came up with commitments that you can make and that we have made. And again, now we are actually sharing with you what has worked for us, and and that's where this is coming from. And and so we're not. And we didn't start with these twenty one years ago. Yeah, we did. We did not have an okay. amazingly great marriage from the very beginning. We started with number one. We did. From the beginning. The rest of them we've picked up from learning the hard way along the way. So let's let's talk about five commitments that you and I today are fully committed to that allow us to have moments where we look at each other eye to eye and say, I am incredibly in love with you after more than tw- 21 years in marriage. Mm-hmm. What are those five commitments? The first commitment you said we started off with, which was? There's no escape clause. And what does that mean? You are stuck with me until one of us dies. You and I both, Stephanie and I both came from split families. Yes. By split families, meaning that my mom and my biological dad were divorced. And I, and, that, and that happened for me at a very young age. And Stephanie's mom and her biological dad have no, also. My, yeah. There, when I was three, so also from a young age. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and we both experienced a lot of, well, things that we would not want our kids to go through. I think I'm going to forever now find the word things funny. Yes, Thank you, Ken Davis. Yes, we 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 exper- <laughs> We had we had plenty of experiences. Yes, that we would prefer prefer to avoid our children from having. Yes. Right. Yes. And very much. and and it, it was something that when we were talking about getting married, we both wanted to we we both wanted to marry one another. Yeah. But we had this conversation that I, I, I'm doing I, this one it, time. 
I don't know. Was it me that came up with it first? I don't think. I think it was me because my parents have both been married multiple times. And, um, and, and at 18 or 17, rather, when we're planning our wedding, um, because I think, you know, I I say that, I know, hold on. I say that, you know, I got married when I was 18, which is true, but I had been 18 for a whole seven days. (laughs) Yes. So all of this planning, all of this talk happened when I was 17. It happened when I was still a child. Yep. And um, and I can say that because I have a 17-year-old who's getting ready to turn 18. And by golly, she's still a child. Yeah. Um, I could not imagine Megan getting married in two weeks from now. I can't imagine us allowing Megan to get married in two weeks. What were my parents thinking? <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. Um, Except for the fact that the new, they knew I was incredibly awesome and I was perfect for you. See, I don't think they knew that then. <laughs> but I do think they know that now. Um I think maybe they knew that I was headstrong and I was going to do what I wanted to do anyway. Yeah. With or without their permission or blessing. I didn't need their permission because the United States of America says that I was an adult. Yep. Why? I should research why 18 is what they consider a legal adult because what I'm sure worked, you know, back in the 1700s doesn't work now. Yeah. It all adult does not happen at 18. Anyway, <laughs> rant. Tangent. Um so anyway, so I'm having these conversations at at 17 years old, and I told you I'm only doing this one time. Yep, and I, and, and for me, and I, I'm in that conversation. I mean, I don't remember the day that we had it, I, but I do remember saying I'm absolutely on board. I, as far as I'm concerned, the the D word is not an option. Mm-hmm. It, it, there there is no escape clause. We will never discuss having a divorce. That is something that is off the table in my mind. Yeah. It, it, I mean, in my mind, I will never think those words. And by the way, w- over the years, especially I would say it's been at least eight or nine years. But prior to that, there have been times where you and I have really had some difficult communication issues, expectation issues, other things that we'll talk about where we were not yet mm-hmm. fully committed to the things that we're going to talk about. Um, where it was difficult and I felt I, I, I was so wanting to live inside of the role of the victim in the relationship when I know that I was responsible and stuff like that. But still, I was, there were times where it's like, you know, divorce is not an option here. And I I just had to say that to myself. It's like that, this has to be resolved. There has to be some kind of resolution. What can be done here? Yeah. You know, and if to myself and I'm having that conversation with myself and with God and like this, th- we've got to get through this. And we did. And, and we always have. And, and by making some other commitments and some of, some of those times led to some of the other commitments. Yes. So the first commitment that we made that contributes to this amazingly awesome marriage. We learned seven years in. We, we've been married seven years the first time we went to, um, well, I was just I was just saying the first one was yeah. no escape clause. Oh, the no second escape. I thought the you had second already. commitment okay. we learned seven, seven years, years in. in, which um, was the first time that we had went to um, a weekend to remember with um, Dennis De- Dennis and Barbara, Barbara Rainey, Rainey um, with uh, is that Family Life Today is that is that what their ministries Family Life Today yeah Family Life Today or Family and Life Ministries Family Life Family Life Today is the name of their, their radio, radio show. show okay Family Life. Um, 
And we learned um, the, the second commitment, which was no unspoken expectations. Yeah. I mean, how can I do anything if you don't tell me that you expect it to be done? Right. I am not a mind reader. Or, or how, how can I expect you? How can I be upset with you for not doing something that I expected you to do, but never but told you? Never you? T- right. Or how could I be upset with you because you, you did something that I expected you would never do? Right. But I never told you that. And, and so, so like an example, um, I think one of the things that we talked about, you know, you used to, (laughs) you used to (laughs) wish that the bed was made every day. Yep. But you never told me that. So you would come home and you would be automatically bent out of shape because the bed wasn't made, but you had never communicated that you would like the bed to be made. Well, I don't care if the bed's made or not because I'm getting right back in it. Yep. And, and so I didn't know that that was something that was important to you. Right. It's no longer important, by the way. (laughs) It's no longer important. I think once he reached the point where he was staying in bed longer than I was, because when, when our roles switched, not our roles, but when our, um, our awake times switched and you were sleeping longer than me, well, then you're the one who should make the bed every morning, right? Yep. Yep. But there's other things to be done. There's a shower to take and brush your teeth and eat your breakfast. And by then you're out of the bedroom and you're not thinking about making the bed. And, and also I got to the place where it's like, how important is this to me? It's not really. In, in the grand scheme of things, how important is this? And if it's that important, why don't I just go make it? You know, and, and so the the other thing is, that we, this is not on there, by the way, but um the, the you know it will give you a bonus commitment i'm committed to not trying to change you i'm i'm committed to loving you for exactly who you are same so that's that there so, you go yeah. six <laughs> so now we've got six committed to love who you are and not who I expect I you to that be. If I can jump ahead, and well, actually, it's a part of that. It, it, it's a part of yeah. So that's not a six. So not basically, a six, by by having no expect open expectations, one of the things is is you're is, loving me who I am. Yeah, I, where I am. But if you do have expectations, have Speak some conversations. Them. Yeah. And and by the way, it, it's weird at first. We we don't have any problems today. Mm-mm. You know, it's like. Hey, can we talk for a second? <laughs> and it's like usually it's like, uh oh, what what what's going on? What do you want? What what's your expectation here? Yeah. Or you know, it's like th- this this is one of those conversations. But the thing is, is when when we first learned this, you know, this whole speak, deal. speaking your expectations, it was timid. I was timid. I would I I went into the conversation with great anxiety. Is she going to blow up? Is she going to be mad? He knows me well. <laughs> you know, is she going to throw a shoe at me? Um, he knows me really well. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and, and but, and, but. And then, and then I come and I'm like, I, you know, I need to talk and I'm like, how long is he going to hide under the bed? <laughs> like, we're very different in our, in, in our. Um, how long is he going to pout? <laughs> for real. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I got four year olds who get over it faster. Um, no, it, it's we're we're very different in our in our personalities and how we um, react to things, and and we learned how to communicate without being afraid. 
of those reactions. Yeah. So uh, And then the other person learned how to communicate while controlling those reactions. Yeah. And some of the, and sometimes you can avoid and those I never com- did actually throw a shoe at you. It, it you're right. You threw it like in my direction but not at me. This is correct. It's very different. <laughs> it's very different. I agreed. I that, thank you for the clarification. You're I love that. So, and and one thing, if you want to avoid um, having the very difficult conversation about your expectation, you could just change it. You could. You could just change. And if you're because not if you're not willing to change the expectation, you need to communicate it. It's you you should. I very seldom say you should, but if you have an expectation and it's not being met, and you're not willing to change it, I really do believe this is one case, and, and there are a couple cases where I will should on people, but if you if you have an expectation, you're not willing to change it, then you should communicate it to the other person. Absolutely. And it may be painful. But over time, as you get used to communicating what those expectations or failed, or expectations that were failed to be met or expectations that were of of boundaries that were crossed that you never communicated eventually those conversations come naturally that right. that you don't wait months or you years. know or years to bring up but and you know it gets down to where maybe you think about it for two or three days and then eventually and then you have that communication and then eventually you know it's like listen you don't go to bed before you've actually had that conversation and i, I think you and i are at the place now that as soon as there's an expectation that has been met or some kind of boundary that's been crossed, I think you and I, would you agree that you and I are in a place where like as it's happening, we're at a place where as long as we're in a in, in an environment to, where it's appropriate right. to have the conversation. We if, have it right away. We have it right away. Yeah. It, we, it's like, <laughs> let's not let this build. Right. You know? Yeah. And 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 even today, some of those are, are they're not easy conversations. No. Uh, but there's still conversations and I can't think of a time where we've ever felt further apart as a result of it. But instead, I believe that initially for just a moment, there's a, there may be defensiveness on one side or the other, but I think we've come to the place where almost pretty, we're pretty good at relatively immediately feeling closer together, having had the conversation I would agree with that. Cool. All right. What is the third commitment? I can't read that upside down. Okay. So uh, the third commitment is to be responsible for your own happiness. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Because it is your job to love me where I am, to love me for who I am. It is not your job to make me happy. I have to be able to find that within myself. And if I can't find that within myself, I can't throw that on you. Like, there, I don't, I lost it. You're going to have to go. So the other part of this is true as well. Uh, You cannot make me angry. No, you can choose to be angry. I can choose to be angry. I can choose to respond emotionally in any way that I desire as a result of what action or what thing that you've said or done or whatever, 
You can't make me be angry as a result of what you've done. I can only choose to be angry. I can only choose to be hurt. I can only choose to do those things. But it's it's the it's the same kind of principle. You can't make. There's nothing you can do to make me happy. I have to choose to be happy. Right. I have to choose to have joy in my life. My emotions are my responsibility. Absolutely. And and. This is something that you and I have, this is something that you, was a major breakthrough for you that you brought into our our marriage and and, and our communication and, and became a commitment that you and I both made for one another. It was years ago. Okay. And it was just recently that this was for me taken to a whole new level. I don't know if I've even talked to you about it, but it was in the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I don't think we've talked about in relation to this. No, I don't know what you're. So in the book, The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks had written this section about bickering between couples, mm-hmm. and that oftentimes it's a result of an upper limit challenge, uh, but that that's not, a, that's not necessarily, con- it, it doesn't belong in this conversation. But he, what he talked about, he said something that was really weird to me, and I'm like, I, I, okay, I'm questioning the believability of this one, but he said that he and his wife have not had a single argument in years and like we're talking like many many years and 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 i'm like okay i i I challenge the believability of that one you know is that possible but then when i actually read what he said following that statement he was talking about when two when a couple argues with one another it's almost always that each each person in the couple is racing to, to they're racing towards the victim role they're like listen i am going to be the victim here no i'm the victim here so where traditionally people think that when something is wrong there is fault to be given so you know where okay so like who's at fault here okay i'll i'll agree okay what you did hurt me and or you know i'm hurt by what you've done and the thing is is that i believe that I might have some fault here, but I'm maybe 20% at fault, but you're 80% at fault. I'm the victim here. And the reality is, and it goes exactly into this, I'm 100% responsible for me and the way that I take things in, the way that I define things, the way that I process what has happened, and it's, and it's the story that I tell myself, am I the victim here? You know, and, and by the way, by by the way, why are we racing for the victim? Who wants to run a race where the ultimate prize is that you are a victim? Right. Nobody. Nobody. And so you're 100 percent responsible. I'm 100 percent responsible. If there is a break there that there. So I I may do something, but it's it does not have to impact you. And so there are you know there are little things that today i think you would agree there are things that i do today that drive you crazy mm-hmm. all right and there are little things uh, this probably is not shocking to you but there are l- tiny little things that you might do that internally it just that just drives me crazy i wish you wouldn't do that right and we we may still have a little it's like man i w- i really wish they wouldn't that she, he wouldn't do that or she wouldn't do that blah 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 and and even just thinking that it's almost like i'm i'm the victim here you know 
by golly, when I walk into the kitchen and, you know, there's that music playing, it's like, ah, you know, whatever. And... <laughs> And that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, because I don't walk into your office and expect you to turn off your focus at will every time I walk into the room. Exactly. Right. So the thing is, what happened was that since I read that chapter in The Big Leap, and I'm not giving it all the justice it it deserves. If people want to get that book, it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And, and just that section of the book alone was incredible because there have been multiple times where just little tiny things, they, I mean, they're not even expectations that are even like, it's like, okay, this isn't worth bringing up. I'm just going to, I'm going to adjust my expectation here. Right. You know, I'm 100% responsible here. The question is, if I bring this up, does, what does this thing, does this bring us closer together? And there are times when there are expectations I'm not willing to change and this one needs to those are the ones you need to discuss but this is this is the deal where it's not necessarily the expectation this is just being happy i I, i'm choosing to not let this impact me i am not going to play the victim here i am 100 responsible for who i am how i feel my emotional state i'm responsible i'm taking that and and it's like there have been times where you know how Attitudes are contagious. Attitudes are contagious. There are times when, believe it or not, I may have a less than stellar attitude. Mm. All right. There are times when you might be woken up like 13 minutes before a podcast episode that, you know, this this may or may not have happened. Will result in a less than stellar attitude. (laughs) This may or may not have happened last week and and got brought up in the first few minutes of last week's episode. (laughs) And, and, And did that result in an argument last week? No. And the reason why is because it's like, wow, that is an incredibly unstellar attitude. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a choice here. Do I let that that infect my attitude? Right. And I made the choice. It's like, wow, typically... Even even as as great as our marriage is, there is like, well, fine, well, we just cancel the episode, blah blah blah. I don't want to get into. It. No, it's like, wait a second, that's her. I don't know what's going on there. If there's anything I can do to 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 help her improve the attitude that she has about being woken up 13 minutes before up. the episode that we're supposed to go live with, and she told me that she wants to fix her makeup and do all that stuff before the episode, but obviously maybe that's changed. I don't know, but. Here's the deal. I'm not letting that impact me. I'm 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 adjusting my expectation. I am I'm going to be responsible 100% for my own happiness and my own emotional state at this moment in time. That's my commitment. That uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that was commitment number 3. Commitment number 4 is quality time over quantity time. Tell me about this one cuz this one was one that you had brought up. It was, um, you know, I don't, how did I word it when we were, I don't expect you to be where I am every moment from 5 p.m. until we go to bed. I mean, that's just not, because I know that if I demanded that it be an expectation of you to be, and I'm going to use air quotes that people who are listening to the audio can't can't see at home from five to bedtime your mind will not be here that entire time but if we wait until 
you're done with whatever email is, you know, of utmost importance or whatever to do item that has to be marked off today, you will come fully present. You know, um, and, and I think that maybe some of that difference is that, you know, you work from here, so there's no commute. There's no, there's no, you know, clocking out at five o'clock and, and driving an hour home or whatever. There, no time. We need to wait for you to put it down or you will still mentally be in work mode for the, the remainder of the evening. You might never mentally show up. Right. And I might um, physically be there. You might physically be there. From but you're five not to nine, there. by golly, I'm there. And I would rather have physically. you. I, I would rather have quality time where we are both completely present. You know, don't don't ask me to close a book in the middle of a chapter because my mind is still in the middle of that chapter. Yep. Um. And so, so I, I, I understand. I, I really do understand it. Um, finishing a task is important to closing one door and walking into a new room. Um, and so I, I would much rather have quality time where we are both mentally and emotionally present than having you be home, in my air quotes, from five to bedtime. Right. Which, by the way, we're not prescribing this commitment for everyone. No. But this is a commit. When, when Stephanie and I this were sitting there. This is a commitment there, that works for us. When we were thinking, what is it that, wh- what are some of the things that that make up why, this this foundation of why we have the, this l- incredible love for one another and, and this marriage that we have for, th- that we've, 21 years later, we're, we are as in love or, you know, as I think more. more in love than when we looked into each other's eyes when we were dating mm-hmm. and we saw stars. And, and, I, and I'm not kidding. I literally, at, uh, literally, and somebody was just talking about that last night. That was like, so, but at Meredith's, it was, it was one of those moments. I, I looked into your eyes and it was, it was like, you know, it's like, it, it's like stars. It's like, wow, this is, this is he's just dehydrated it was every bit as awesome (laughs) as and and it kind of reminded me i i I actually look i i re i recall specific instances as we were dating looking into your eyes and just being lost in them and 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 being in love but not even just in love but whatever that not not lust but do do you know what else i'm talking about there's this infatuation because sometimes you know sometimes that infatuation for a lot of people wears, wears off, off and and it's replaced by well i love them you know does that make sense it does and 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 but when asked why they can't give you any reasons yeah just because they do but for for it's us this to. commitment works it does that that it's like listen we i would rather have you and have the best of you than just have you like just have you be there right what good is a conversation with a man who doesn't remember what you say after? What'd you say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. It's funny because I was going to make a snarky comment about that being my everyday. But yeah. yeah. All right. So the fifth commitment is no keeping of records. 
Do you remember 20 years ago when you wrote me that letter that said that, I mean, come on. I was awful. Tell, t- go I, ahead. Tell no, them, I, tell them about, I wasn't them really going to do it. I was just giving an example of keeping a record of wrongs. It, <laughs> but if you really want no, me to. No, I, let, let, let's take this one out of the personal and, and give it an outside <laughs> third party story. So I had this friend. <laughs> a friend of mine. <laughs> so Stephanie and I, we I don't know where we were introduced. To, I think it's from Family from the Heart. Uh, they're not Family from the that's this year, right? Uh, focus this on the is family. family from the focus heart. on the family. James Dobson. They had this this video that they talked about. They interviewed this couple that did marriage retreats and stuff like that. And they had this video that they promoted. It's like you have to see this, and it, it was done so well that I went and bought the the gosh, VHS tape. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could find this. I bet you it's on YouTube somewhere. We should probably, probably look it up. But there was this. There was this. It was a couple that did skits, and the skits were all the they they were dramatizations of of different things like interactions between couples to illustrate points. And one of them was this idea of keeping no record of wrongs. And the what they did is they it was it was all about keeping score, and the husband and the wife carried around a ledger. Yes. And they, they, so the, the husband would come home and it's like, oh, no dinner. Dinner's not ready yet. Five minus five points for that. You're late. Minus five points for that. Yeah. And, and yeah. so it went back and forth, back and forth. And, and the reality, and, and it's like, oh, and, and it's like, but I did this. It's like, okay, plus six points for that. You know, right. six, I gave you eight points for doing this this morning. And and so it was a hilarious skit and it just drove the point home. Like, wow, this this really is what we're doing. This, we are keeping score. And, and this, and to keep, to keep all of that, you have to be focused on who's winning here. Who, who, Who's the victim? Who, and it's like, who's the winner? Yeah, it, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just remember it having such a profound impact. And I, I think that was the time when we both made a commitment. It's like, listen, this is it. We're, we are right. done keeping record. Right. If I wrong you, we talk about it. We, I, I apologize, and it's done. It's done. You pick up and you move on. You don't bring it up. A week from now, when I wrong you again, yeah, you it's know? like, well, you always do this. That's what you said the last time, You're right? I always do. <laughs> you know, you should expect it by now. Yeah. Um, I just like throwing my shoes at you. No, <laughs> people are gonna really think I throw shoes at you. <laughs> it was only one time, and she didn't throw it at me. She just threw it in my general direction within if i wanted to a throw it at you feet. i would have um <laughs> so i mean it's just one it's time it's really important to not keep a running list of everything that your your spouse has ever done wrong because it's not a healthy way to i mean Good grief! Who wants a running list of everything they've ever done wrong, but, and, and then brought up even, against them at any time? It's not even a running list. It, it's like just just throw away the ledger, put it in the shredder. Seriously, you don't need any of it. None of that is valuable. No. If you if you've had the conversation, 
You've talked about the boundary. You talked about the expectation. You, you've had the it, the things have been resolved. Well, if they're resolved, then they they're then dealt, they're resolved. They're dealt with. They're in the past. There is no need. There is no value to bring them up again. Right. Um. Is it First Corinthians that says you know love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not boast, it keeps, keeps no, no record of wrongs. And it doesn't say it keeps a short list. It keeps a list of only the... the only the things the, that have happened in the last the, month. Yeah. It's like, you know, as long as this doesn't happen again. You know, no, it keeps a record of no wrongs. And that's a commitment that Stephanie and I have made to one another. Mm-hmm. So the next time we wrong one another, we do not we do not bring with this the weight or the guilt of all previous transgressions. Every day, his mercies are new. new. And his grace is all we need. And if if he can forgive us all of our transgressions, can't we do, and ought we not to, shouldn't we do that for one another? And if you expect your spouse to grant you grace, should you not grant them grace as well? Yeah. And if you're living in grace, you live in freedom. And Stephanie and I are all about freedom. Absolutely. And with that, my friends, those are the five commitments that Stephanie and I have made to one another. And we've got plenty. I mean, we could have come up with 15. We could have come up with 20 or 30. But we chose to come up with five. And those five commitments are with commitments. No, no escape clause. Uh, no unspoken expectations. Uh, being responsible for your own happiness. Uh, We're committed to quality time over quantity. No records of wrong, no no record keeping of wrongs or no keeping of records. Yeah, you know, the last one, the fifth one. (laughs) That's me dynamically communicating. Is that what that is? (laughs) Anyway, we hope that this has been encouraging to you, helpful for you. Stephanie, um, Anything else that you want to share before we, we close out here? I'm going to watch this. We haven't done this in a while. Listen to this. I'm actually going to play the music. The music. It's funny. Yesterday, um, yesterday at the SCORE conference, I saw a friend of ours, Pierce Mars. Hello, Pierce. And, um, and we had this whole conversation about um, being intentional and living with purpose. And I asked him, do you know how I end Family from the Heart every episode? And he's like, no, how? And I said, I tell people to live your life on purpose. And what did he say about that? He's like, that's awesome. I said, and sometimes I change it up and say live your life with purpose. Both are equally important. Yep. We all have purpose and we should be intentional about it. And so... It's not just something I say at the end of the show. It's something that I take with me when I get out of this chair because I'm going to, on purpose, go take a nap. (laughs) Is that what you're going to do? Probably not. It's time for the kids to get home in a little bit and we have to figure out the car seat. I mean, there's life to happen, you know? I need to get two um, things to UPS, by the way. But that's going to be really difficult with one car and it's not here. I understand that. Um, but we'll figure it out. So, no, I'm probably not going to right now. But um, but my pain management needs to be dealt with yep. so that I can continue through, you know, the rest of the day. 
and um, and uh, and it will be done intentionally because I do everything I do with intention. Yep. Even when I'm doing nothing. And for those who have been listening to us for quite some time, if you noticed an a massively improvement, a massive improvement in the way this episode came out as a result, as it relates to all the other ones, it's a result of the score conference. And if you are interested in potentially having a special opportunity related to the February score conference, you know, the dates fifth through the eighth. Yeah. February 5th through the 8th, there's going to be another SCORE conference, and I believe there is going to be a special package just for our community where you could participate and be in my own private small group for taking your public speaking to the next level. Uh, that is, Those details are in the very early stages of being worked out, and if you're interested in learning more about that, uh, email me personally, cliff at podcastanswerman.com and put a uh, speaking conference in the subject line and I will personally put you on my follow-up list when that option is available. Until next time, Stephanie and I both encourage you to live your life on purpose.